0: Welcome to A Girl in Her 20s, a Boss Girl podcast on personal growth. My name is Kira, and I'm here to help you manifest the best possible life in your
1: 20s. Remember, you always got this. You know, what if I fail, but also what if I fly?
0: You know, it's Mm -hmm. like
1: you have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt, I think, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because it's very easy to doubt yourself. Right. It's a little bit harder. It takes a little more courage to imagine and, and manifest that.
0: Hey guys, welcome back to A Girl in Her 20s podcast. It's your host, Kira, and today I'm super, super stoked because I have a very awesome guest on the podcast. Her name is Katie Bilotti. She is a talented creator in Los Angeles, California, specializing in video graphic design, social media, and hand lettering. She also runs her own Patreon account, which includes how-to videos, tutorials, resume help, portfolio ideas, and more. She's just such a creative human being and she also runs her own YouTube and podcast as well. So she just like has the whole package. We got to talk about some subjects that include dating. We got to talk about her business, how she found and gained confidence to quit her corporate job to work her own business. We spoke about dream projects that she would love to work on in the future and advice for others pursuing their own business. So we just talked about a a wide variety of topics. So yeah, I hope you guys learned something from this episode and find it as inspirational as I did. So yeah, let's all get on into it. Hey guys, welcome back to a girl in a twenties podcast. I'm your host, Kira and I'm so thrilled because today we are joined by our lovely guest, Katie Bilotti. And I'm low-key fangirling because <laughs> I've followed her since I was literally in middle school. And I remember vividly watching your videos on like beauty and fashion and just like your tips for even like high school. Like I just remember all of it. And um yeah, I'm just so excited to have you on here. So Katie is a talented creator in Los Angeles, California, specializing in video graphic design while also running her own YouTube channel and her own podcast. So overall, she is the total definition of a boss queen. So Katie, I would love for you to give a more in-depth intro on yourself.
1: Well, that was great. You're so kind. I'm so happy to be here. This is such a great way to spend a Friday morning. So I'm happy to be here with you. Um, I guess a little more about me. So yeah, I I specialize in graphic design um, and that kind of translates into all my platforms. So I'm a part-time graphic designer, part-time content creator, influencer, whatever you want to call me. I have a podcast, YouTube channel, Instagram presence, Patreon, which is pretty new. Um, And yeah, I mean, I I just enjoy creating things. I I was New York-based for a bit, just recently moved out here to LA and I am feeling my most creative self out here. So (laughs) That's awesome.
0: I love it. So thank you for that intro. To start off the episode, I kind of want to jump into a little bit of like a hot seat segment to allow others to get to know you a little bit better. So if you could live anywhere in the world, I know you just moved to LA, but (laughs) besides LA, um, where would it be and why?
1: That is such a good question. I would have to say I mean, it's it's kind of sad right now with the the travel bans and everything. Yeah, I um, but I would really love someday to live in in Greece. I wow. visited Greece for a couple of weeks when I was abroad in Italy my junior year of college, and I just like fell in love with it. I loved the the overall vibe of it, but then also like the people there and just the food, not to mention the food and just the sights. I loved. Greece, specifically Santorini was where I was, mm-hmm. but I want to actually also visit some other
0: islands when I can, when we're allowed to,
1: Yeah. Um,
0: but yeah, that would be it. Yeah. That's so cool. You mentioned Greece because same thing. I traveled to Greece when I was studying abroad and I went to Santorini as well. And I just, it's so, so beautiful. beautiful oh my God. Like I, <sighs> that's like one of my favorite places that I've ever traveled to. So it's amazing, but I've Me heard too. really great things about like Mykonos and like, I mean, there's so many other islands, but what type of food do you crave most often?
1: Oh my God. I mean, like I'm such a foodie. So this is a really hard question. (laughs) I'd say most often probably Asian food, like of of various kinds, but broadly answering. I feel like I love, I love Italian food. I'd say that's my favorite, mm-hmm. but I don't crave it a ton because I feel like it's, you know, heavy. Yeah. Whereas Asian food, you can get like various different things. It could be lighter, heavier, more flavorful. True. So yeah, especially, I mean, out here in LA, I'm discovering like a lot of new types of mm-hmm. cuisine. So that, that answer might change, but as of right now, Asian food. Oh,
0: I love that. I'm, I'm like, <laughs> if you had a movie about your life, who would you want to play you and why? Oh my God. Probably Lucy Hale.
1: I'm okay. obsessed with her. Yes. I've, I've always, like when I was younger, I got her as a celebrity like all the time. I feel like we mm. have similar complexions and like <laughs> features and I'm obsessed with her. Either her or Lily Collins, I also love.
0: Okay. Okay. So nice. either, and I
1: feel like we look similar enough that it could work.
0: So. Yeah, no, I could definitely <laughs> see that. And I know you love like a great glass of wine. So right now, like what's been your favorite go-to glass of wine?
1: Oh gosh. So I would say, I mean, it's super hot here in LA that we're like mm-hmm. going through a heat wave or something. I don't know what is going on.
0: <laughs> so I would say
1: probably a really crisp white. I've been loving this brand called Liquid Light Sauvignon mm-hmm. Blanc. Mm. And it's just like the best sauve Blanc I've ever had. It's like super light in color and in flavor. It's like so good. So I'd say oh. that.
0: That sounds amazing. I'm really into like the (laughs) drier wines too. Like I like like a nice, like, yeah. When you say crisp, I'm like, I could totally imagine that taste. Like (laughs) Yes. Cheese board is an added bonus if you have that too. Oh my gosh. And you've been lately posting just some amazing (laughs) cheese boards on your stories. And I'm like, how do you, do you look at pictures for inspiration or do you just like literally come up with that? Like, it's
1: amazing. I come up with it. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm very much like I mean, of course I value taste and like what goes well together <laughs> yeah. taste wise, but I'm very aesthetically driven by it. Right, I'm like, okay, right. I need every color of the rainbow represented. Like what are some like fruits I can throw in there? <laughs> so no, it's it's really just but I, I do take along. It takes me like 40 minutes to put together. A wow. Board. Okay. Yeah. So I take my time. That's why it probably turns out as good as it does, but it's like, it's not a rushed thing. Like no, I take my for time. Sure.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, it, it looks so beautiful. Like I'm literally like, it's like an art piece. Like it's like, I, I don't even know Thank if I want to eat it. I'm like, Oh my God, it's so pretty. <laughs> Thank so, you. All right. So uh, why don't we uh, jump on to, like the main segment like, questions. So for those who don't know about your big move, why did you move from New York to Los Angeles? That is a great question. Everyone's been asking me that.
1: And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? I don't really, I mean, okay, I do know. So I was mm-hmm. in New York for two and a half years, a little more if you count the summer internships I did there, like every summer before my you know, college and such. I feel like, you know, New York is great. I love New York. I could definitely see myself going back there. Mm-hmm. But I feel like for just really my whole life up until college you know it was like new york was my end all be all like i was obsessed with new york even when i was in college i was like obsessed with the idea of new york and it was almost like that thing that i fantasized about and then once i got there i was like oh cool like i'm here like now what like does is the fantasy over like do i not have do i you know, am I not able to dream anymore? Like, is this like my life and I don't have any, like my sight set on anything else. Mm-hmm. And that kind of feels limiting. And I, I think also at 24 years old, it's like, I'm, I have so much time to explore. Mm-hmm. And especially after doing this cross country road trip, I just got back from like, mm-hmm. It was two and a half weeks. I saw all of these parts of the country I didn't even really know existed, like and didn't know were so beautiful because I just like didn't really get out much, honestly. Like I really I went to Europe, but I didn't really ever explore my own country, Mm -hmm. which is Mm -hmm. kind of a shame. So after seeing that, I was like, whoa, there's a lot more to the world, a lot more to the US. And specifically, I didn't really know, I had misjudged Los Angeles. I thought it was very much like, you know, the TikTokers and like, you know, the, the real housewives are like very Beverly Hills, very like, you know, downtown LA. And I never knew that places like Venice beach or, you know, Santa Monica was a thing. And I'm like, this is so me. Like, I love the ocean. I love the beach. And I'm like, I, you know, it's possible to live at the beach. <laughs> it's very <laughs> possible. And I'm like, that's pretty cool. So mm-hmm. I traded by skyscrapers for surfboards and I have not looked back yet. So,
0: <laughs> and is it true yeah. that you're planning on like possibly taking up surfing and learning? Oh, yes. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. I'm going to try it out. I mean, it's such a culture here. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to get one of those beginner boards. You like buy
0: them from Costco. Oh, yeah. And apparently it's like not that hard. So I'm going to give it a go. No, it's, you See? know what? It's my boyfriend loves surfing and he's kind of, he, told me he would teach me, but he didn't, <laughs> but I was, cause like, I literally was like, oh man, I, I don't, I can't imagine myself balancing on a surfboard. Like I, even when it comes to like skiing versus snowboarding, I was more of a skier. So I was like, oh, same here. Same yeah. here. I'm like, it's going to be interesting. That's for sure. No, but it's like, I, then he said, like, honestly, once you like understand how the waves move or not move, but you know what I mean? The timing, because yeah. the big timing thing, like when you prop yourself up. So he's like, once he got that down, like it's all kind of just, you know, You go for it. And we're
1: worried about like falling off the board. Like, I I just, I don't know.
0: It's all like the footing
1: footing, and I'm like a lefty. So it's like, (laughs) we're (laughs) going to figure it out. That's the next
0: step. No, that's awesome. So far, I mean, I know you just moved there, but like, what has it been like for you living in LA overall?
1: Yeah. I mean, the pandemic definitely makes things interesting because-
0: It's like, I know
1: that when things are better in that regard, like my life will look a little different. Like right now I've been spending a lot of time in my apartment, mm-hmm. but honestly the same was you know, happening in New York too. I wasn't like, I mean, I loved in New York being a freelancer, going and sitting at cafes and like doing work in different places and, you know, having a co-working space and stuff like that and meeting up with other creatives and such. And I don't really have that here yet because of the pandemic. It's been hard to like justify doing that unless it's necessary. So, I mean, but honestly, it's been kind of nice just like taking my time and getting used to everything. And a lot of it's just been me, like, you know, just getting acquainted with my room and decorating and all that fun (laughs) stuff and, you know, vlogging that experience. So I've just been slowly easing into it. I think overall there's a lot more space to spread out here and Mm -hmm. to just I I feel like I have more space just right, overall. Right. My entire my room here is the size of my entire apartment in New York. So <laughs> it's
0: it's it's different yeah. for sure. I'm liking it so far. That's awesome. No, I, I feel that because I I want to move to New York as well. That's kind of my my dream destination, but it's like I'm kind of keeping in mind that it is going to be like small spaces and, and lots expensive. of people. They're expensive. Lots of, it's just like go, go. And like I heard, I keep hearing that it's like, when you're over there, you're just, you feel like you have to be like productive. Like it's like this very hustle yeah. and bustle culture. So I'm like, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious how it'll be if when, whenever I do move over there, but it's just,
1: I mean, it's yeah. great. There's a reason why people go to New York. It, right. It's fun. It's exciting. It's like, there's always something happening, but I do think like to your point people, I've even heard this recently. Someone someone was like, you know, you go to New York, if you're getting, like, if you're getting too soft, go to New York because it'll (laughs) it'll harden you up real quick. If you're like too hard and too like, you know, cynical and all those things, move to LA because you'll like get real chill real fast. So (laughs) I'm kind of, I'm feeling that. I feel like I've already taken a breather, slowed down. Of course, like the time difference and everything too. It's like right now it's, it's, 11:43 where I am but I'm like you know still thinking about east coast time and right. like it's just it's been an adjustment in that for way for sure <laughs>
0: totally understand that so yeah. do you miss anything about your like your lifestyle in New York?
1: Uh, I mean, certain little, I mean, I live with roommates here. So of course, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some differences with that and Mm -hmm. not having like, you know, being alone a lot of the time. I wouldn't say I like necessarily miss that. I do, I was extremely and still am extremely independent. So I do, I did like that, I guess, but I don't know if I really miss anything. I mean, I do there's certain like, you know, my good food places I knew yeah. about and like just like my routine. Right. Even right. like I miss my like cute laundry guy. Like there's just, you know, <laughs> my my doorman. I'm yeah. like, ah, uh, you know, yeah, I'm probably yeah. never gonna see him again. So <laughs> there, there's like certain little nuances and things that like I know when LA mm-hmm. is like back up and running, when the whole world is back up and running mm-hmm. to some, you know, extent. I think there's gonna be little things I'll miss about the city and just my right. life, but I feel like you feel that way about anything. Like when I miss college. When I was out of college, I kind of missed certain parts of college. It's just like, it's a part of growing up and you just move to the next chapter and yeah.
0: No, I think that's really good advice too, because I feel like it's so easy to kind of get stuck in like your your routine and feel so comfortable and then be like, oh, I don't change anything because I'm just so comfortable here. But it's, it's nice when you do move somewhere new, you have that, that exciting feeling of just like discovering new things, new restaurants, new places to uh, like, even like finding your favorite bookstore or whatnot. So there's so many opportunities. So definitely. Yeah. You
1: can't let yourself get too comfortable because then you don't really grow or learn much. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You're also known, like, as a complete, like, dating queen in New York. <laughs> so, and, and a good portion of my audience is, is single. So do you have any advice on how to navigate the dating world in your 20s? I, I know it's a big question, but.
1: <laughs> oh, gosh. I mean, my whole podcast is about that, basically. It was, <laughs> was when things are a little different. I know now it's, like, such a big challenge to date. I was just talking to my roommate about it. It's just, like, mm. so Much more difficult to meet people now. It's like you're not going out to a bar and like, you know, meeting random people. It's like, Mm -hmm. that's not kosher to do these days. (laughs) So it's like, like, how do you meet people? I think, you know, dating apps, I think even if you don't go through with going on dates via dating apps, I like going on dates, being dating apps. Not everyone does. I think getting them or being on them is important because Mm. not only do you figure out kind of what you like and what your taste is and like what you really don't like, you can really figure that out by just like seeing someone's profile and whatnot. But then also it gives you a little confidence boost when people like you and like you can just strike up a little conversation. You literally, it's like very low risk because you don't have Mm -hmm. to do much or go anywhere you can just like, you know, peruse the dating app. So I, I'm on Hinge. I don't Bumble a little, I have the app, but I don't really use it as much, but um, I'm even on Raya, which I don't really Ooh. know. I, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's okay. I, I prefer Hinge. Honestly, I think it's my favorite one. Mm-hmm. And I just say, get out, get out there, get on the apps. I mean, there's literally no rush. I think there, there's this concept of like, oh, I need to be with someone mm-hmm. at all times in my 20s that's not really the case because once you are and like in your 30s or whatever you're gonna be like oh I wish I took advantage of my single years you know so I think just you know don't compare yourself so much that'd be my biggest piece of advice but then also like put yourself out there don't hide away because you know someone is going to really love you and you if you give them the chance to
0: mm-hmm. so that's what I'd say <laughs> no definitely and I feel like to your point too I feel like when you're single, you also learn how to become really, really independent. And I think mm-hmm. it's so good because I feel like sometimes when you're in a relationship, it's so easy to just even stay comfortable in that and like not want to explore and do things because you just like want to be with your partner all the time. And so I feel like there's, it's, there's some really nice things about being single because you can just really just learn more about yourself and, and be comfortable with being alone and, and not feel like you need to be with somebody else all the time, you know? Exactly, exactly. So now to dive into some questions about your business. I'm just so Ooh. curious. For my audience that like that may not know you, what exactly do you do free? I know you talked about like graphic design, but specifically like what kind of yeah. products do you work on and whatnot?
1: So yeah, freelance wise, I do some different things. For the mm-hmm. most part, primarily I do logo design and brand kit design. So if, you know, it's typically for individuals, people with like, you know, a photography business, or I did a Pilates instructor's branding and like, it's wow. mostly individuals or, you know, people that have never had a business before and just need Some overall guidance so from any you know anywhere from choosing colors to fonts to the actual logo design or just overall look and feel I help brands, you know, just kind of come up with their overall strategy, things like that. I really love doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll do tattoo designs, you know, sometimes I've done, I think there's like about 45 or so completed tattoos I've done that people are walking around with my tattoos on them, <laughs> which is so cool to think. I don't have any my myself, but I think it's very cool. So I do that. Um, I've also done, you know, video editing for some clients. It really just, you know, it, it all does depend on my time and what I'm able to do, but I would like love to just say yes to every single project someone DMs me about. But I, you know, I see if it's ra- like, you know, realistic with everything else I do. Cause I also do have my podcast, my YouTube channel, my Instagram, all that. But yeah, for the most part, it's just kind of like, I just love helping people bring their brand visions to life in a nutshell.
0: Totally. And like for that, do you have a favorite like types of projects that you like to work on? Like one that gets you just like super, I mean, I'm sure they all get you really excited. Yeah. But is there like, you know, three? I love
1: hand, hand lettering is my favorite thing. Like mm. I just love, I use my iPad and like, I, I just love those projects. So I'm actually working on right now, a music video. Um, wow. this musician's putting out a music video and they wanted all of the lyrics to be hand lettered on the screen.
0: Wow. And so nice. that's a big project
1: I'm working on. Yeah. I like, I love those sort of things. I did some, um, uh, this girl put out a short film, and I did all of her her uh, credits, like her,
0: wow, you know, nice. sound
1: by blah blah blah, like all that stuff. So I, I, really anything lettering, I love most of all.
0: That's so cool, and but that must take like a a, a decent amount of time because I'm even like when I'm writing like a card, like <laughs> like a, literally a card, I get so tired after like a minute of my hands. Oh <laughs> yeah, I mean I'm, it's also like I'm
1: a perfectionist, right. so that also plays a role in the time. But I feel yeah. like. A- with those things, it's like, I love doing it. So the time, like it flies, honestly. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, it is exhausting though. My, my <laughs> hands do cramp up and I have to take a break.
0: Yeah, totally. So where do you find inspiration for your content? Because you have so many different types of content that you produce. So I just, yeah, I would love to yeah. know. Yeah, uh, I mean, it's that's
1: true. I do a lot of different stuff. I'd say for the podcast, I take a lot of inspiration from history. That's mm. where I dive, or derive a lot of my kind of podcast topics from I'll look into history of certain individuals and people that made change and I'll talk about them and kind of relate it to my own life in a way if it if it's applicable. So, I definitely take a lot of inspiration. I think honestly across the board from history, from mm-hmm. artists that have already, you know, passed and have created amazing things in their life and, you know, just things that have already kind of been done, but finding a unique way to make it my own. I don't like, right. you know, I'm very very cognizant of you know copying and I don't want to ever be that person that's just like making carbon copies of things that already exist because then mm-hmm. the, like what's the point but I like to add my own spin to everything that I do and I, I don't know I think I take a lot of inspiration from people that follow me and people that I love hearing suggestions from people and you know constructive criticism feedback and honestly a lot of my growth as a designer and as a creator has come from just being in the business for a long time and, you know, making over a thousand videos on YouTube. So it's like, you know, with every creative piece you're learning and you get better and you can't expect yourself to be an overnight creative success. And also you can't expect to always have ideas. Like I get creative block all the time and it it just, it's the worst, but you get through it.
0: it. You figure it out. So definitely. Yeah, and I feel like it must also be a balance between being creative on your own, but then also, like, I feel like it's so easy to fall into the trends of, like, what everyone else is doing. Oh, yeah.
1: So (laughs) So it must be, like, a balance,
0: right? (laughs) It's a balance because
1: I think anyone who says, like, oh, like everyone's following this trend. Like when I left New York city, yeah. I saw all these comments on my videos saying, Oh, have you guys seen this trend of people moving to LA? Or like mm-hmm. when I quit my job, my corporate job last year to do freelance, mm-hmm. they were like, there's a trend on YouTube to quit your corporate. I'm like, it's not a trend. It's, <laughs> life. Yeah. it's, it's not if you, people it's, it's like saying, Oh, there's this trend that people go to college. It's like, mm-hmm. okay. You can't say that just because everyone does it. It's a trend necessarily. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just like a life choice and a milestone, a stepping stone. I don't know. I I find of course you don't want you want to go against the grain and do your own thing and make your own make your own trends, I guess. But to some extent you can't beat yourself up for being normal, like or just (laughs) doing something that someone else did. Like you can't always do something that's different and you know exciting because like at the end of the day, like we only we have the same number of hours in the day as other people. It, it just, yeah, you can't like beat yourself up too much. And if you decide to reinvent yourself, don't get, you know, don't take all the comments to heart. It's like with me, I just, I can just live for myself, do what feels right for me and people can like it. They can hate it, but I'm not going to make my decisions based yeah. on other people.
0: Yeah. So A hundred percent. And I feel like that's kind of funny that people were saying like, oh, now that you're moving to LA, like that's a trend. Like, Well, no, it's like your life. <laughs> like, it's just, my life. Like, it's like, um, <laughs> I don't (laughs) don't know. People got
1: very attached to me being like the New York city girl and it really upset some people. I'm like, it's going to be okay guys. It's going to be okay. (laughs) Still the same Katie. Like, come on. I, I lived in Maryland for like the early parts of my, like yeah. when I, I was born in Maryland and that really wasn't a choice. I was just kind of born there. Yeah. And then college in North Carolina. And like, I don't know, I've been all over the place and people have somehow still stuck
0: with me. So I think I'll be okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think you will too. <laughs> so kind of actually, I know you kind of mentioned there about like quitting your corporate job to do mm-hmm. your own um, personal brand and whatnot. So what kind of gave you the confidence to to quit your job and then work on your own business?
1: Yeah, I think um I mean I was working in a great corporate role. I loved mm-hmm. my job at L'Oreal. I was working in beauty and it was great for the few years I was there. I think with me it was just I I found myself having to sack or compromise and sacrifice a lot of my own business because I was doing both at the same time. So I was doing YouTube and the podcast and some minor design work while I was also at this full-time job and it was just too much. And I'm the type of person that I think I can do everything and I don't want to say no to anyone. I don't want to upset anyone. I just want to be able to do it all. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of suffering. Like I wasn't sleeping, I wasn't being as social as I possibly could. I was saying no to a lot of things with my friends, like you know, sacrificing mm-hmm. some friendships and I just felt like it wasn't worth it, honestly. Mm-hmm. So I had to kind of choose and it me- it meant you know, kind of having a hard conversation with myself as far as, you know, do, am I doing this corporate job because I love it or because I feel like I have to do it to be normal? Mm -hmm. So, because of course, you know, senior year of college, it's like, everyone's like, Oh, what are you doing post-grad? And and no one, I mean, I didn't have the confidence at that point to say, I'm going to work for myself because of course there's a lot of things that can go wrong. And I was always, I I'm confident in myself in some regards, but when it comes to my work, I always just think like I'm gonna become irrelevant. People are gonna be like <laughs> this girl has been on YouTube for 11 years, we're sick of her. Or like, you know, I, there's just always that fear because with internet jobs, a lot of times there's not that security because, you know, trends come and go. Right. People, you know, get canceled like every five seconds. Yeah. So it's like, you know, you yep. there's not a lot of security there. And I was really, I really wanted a secure job but i realize again going back to what i said earlier it's like i'm 24 years old if this if there's a time for me to try something a little bit ballsy and you know make even make a mistake it's now yeah. so i just did it i quit my job it was very liberating and i have not regretted it so
0: no and i think that's so awesome because i feel like it's at first if you want to take that step it's kind of daunting because it's it's almost mm-hmm. like you need that confidence to push you to do it right like it's exactly totally a confidence thing. And I think it's even also just for you, I could see like, if you're having to compromise a lot of things that are bring you a lot of joy in your life, then it's like, okay, well then maybe I should like, you know, think, is this really worth it to me to be compromising right. All these things? Right. So I think totally give myself
1: that. a little bit of like, I, I just wasn't really believing in myself yeah. very much. I was kind of expecting that I was going to fail, which you can't live like that. You can't, mm-hmm live thinking you're going to fail because you probably will if you think like that. (laughs) So yeah.
0: yeah. No. And also, but it's totally also normal to fail too, because I feel like we're in this world where everyone is like, oh, you have to be perfect at everything. And like, if you do this one decision, like this has to be the perfect decision, but it's like, you know what? Like, even if it's not the perfect decision, you'll learn from it and you'll move on to the next decision. So it's kind of like. Exactly. But being willing to take that risk for sure. So yeah hmm do you have any advice that you would like potentially give yourself when you first left your corporate job like what would that be? ooh
1: okay, so I, I quit in, in November of mm-hmm. last year, so it's mm-hmm. well honestly, we're kind of coming up on November again. It's so crazy <laughs> how the year has gone so fast yeah um yeah I mean advice for myself or just like something I'd say i I don't know I guess uh, I would just tell myself to not feel so guilty mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I felt a significant amount of guilt when I quit when I had the conversation with my boss, when I mm-hmm. you know, told everyone. It was like a pretty close knit family of a, of a you know, work life. So I felt a bit of guilt when I was yeah. leaving because I knew, first of all, they were experiencing a hiring freeze because of just like numbers and stuff. So mm. I knew that when I quit, they weren't going to have someone to fill my role for at least a few months. Mm. So someone was going to have to do some extra work. And right. I felt bad about that. I felt guilty that, you know, I'd made this commitment to this job and,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
1: I was quitting. Like I felt like, you know, no one wants to be a quitter, yeah. but it you at some point you do need to be selfish and right. you can't always consider everyone else's needs above your own because then who's going to care about you? It's like you, at some point, if you know something in your bones, like, you mm-hmm. know, you need to do something, you got to do it no matter what the risk is or no matter what you know, the, the guilt level is if someone's going to potentially have to do more work because of it, like you can't think like that. And Mm -hmm. my coworkers were so happy for me, very excited for me. They've still been super supportive ever since. And like, I mean, yeah, I think, it was something where i i did i wish i would have maybe enjoyed it a little bit more and like felt more proud of myself and less guilt that's what i would mm-hmm. say to myself
0: yeah definitely and, I, and I, I mean that makes complete sense because i'm sure like it's a first having to think about your coworkers and you're like oh man is is that, i i kind of feel for them but it's like yeah you kind of have to be a little selfish in that moment and be like well this is yeah. you know what i got to do for me and it's it's important so totally i totally understand that do you have any dream projects that you would love to work on in the future
1: Ooh, that's a great question. I mean, just a lot. I love my lettering stuff. That's like what Mm -hmm. I keep going back to. Just, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'd love to work for some bigger brands, like a a free people anthropology type of thing. Like I love their like overall design on their websites. I'd love to do some stuff with them. Um, Yeah. I mean, overall, I just hope that, you know, in this new chapter in LA, my kind of goal for myself is to work a little bit less and, you know, experience, kind of play around, just experience and experiment with new art forms and things like that. I don't, I feel like in New York, there is such a pressure to always be working. And in doing that, I feel like I don't have enough time to play around and discover new things and, you know, reinvent myself a little Mm -hmm. bit. So I'm hoping that I can do that out here. And I think
0: I'm already in the right direction. So definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I could totally see your handwriting, like anthropology and free people, like completely. So that's it's, a goal. That's a goal brand, but we'll see. that be awesome. Or like, that'd be so cool somehow if you could like put that on even like clothing, like just some really cool, I don't know. I could even yeah. your words on like some pretty, I don't know. It'd be cool for sure. Yeah.
1: Well, I'm putting out merch later this year, so oh, it's, it's happening. Wow. Yeah. Very exciting. Yeah. <laughs>
0: that's mm-hmm. so cool. So when work feels crazy and overwhelming, what is the first thing you do to ground yourself?
1: Journaling. I love journaling. That's like my – I literally have it sitting right here next to me.
0: (laughs) But yeah, I'm always just
1: like if I'm having a rough day or Mm -hmm. I just need to collect my thoughts because I think a lot of the times when I feel overwhelmed, it's because I – don't really know how I'm feeling. I just Mm -hmm. like feel this overwhelming sense of like freaking out basically, but I need to like ground myself, figure out why get to the root of it. Because I think by ignoring why you're feeling a certain way, if you do that and just like pretend like it's not happening, it's going to bottle up and build up. And then eventually one day you're going to just explode. So I, when I'm having a rough day, I'm feeling overwhelmed with work or just like too many projects or something, I journal, get my thoughts out there and just kind of figure out an action plan from there.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: journaling is definitely what
0: I do. Yeah, definitely. I feel like even so like writing an action plan is really good too. Like both are just, yeah, it's so good to kind of, cause sometimes when you have like all those thoughts in your head, you're like, you just feel like really overwhelmed and you're like, okay, I don't even know what all these thoughts are. Cause it's just, it's just like all in your head. You know what I mean? So getting exactly. it down on paper definitely helps. I feel like to release some of that. You're like, oh, okay, wait, seeing it on paper. Now I'm like, Okay, it's not that bad. <laughs> exactly.
1: Now, I think it, there's a tendency to like just get really in your head and think that one small mistake or one bad yes. day is the end of the world, but it's not. We know that. We
0: we get through it. <laughs> so, no, totally. And I feel like it's the same thing too even with like overthinking. Like you say one thing and then for me I tend to just like Completely overthink it and be like, okay, end of the world. Like, this is it. My career's over because I said yeah. one thing. <laughs> and then it's like, okay, yeah. no, it's going to be okay. Like, just calm down. Like, you'll be okay. <laughs> so, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, do you have any advice for others trying to pursue their own business? Yeah, I I guess I would say like the big thing that I always say
1: is you can do anything but not everything. So when you get to a point with your business that you need some extra help, Mm -hmm. don't feel like bad about that or weird about it. Like just you, you need to outsource it. The things that you don't have time to do, the things that you can't do. Don't think you need to do everything. And like, if you don't know how to, for example, like with me, it's like, I am a great graphic designer but I don't really know much about web design and Mm -hmm. I don't really need to know a lot about about web design. I can be good at what I'm good at and hire someone to help me with that and Mm -hmm. someone who does that. So, and even if it means like, you know, getting an assistant or whatever you can afford and like what you can do. But I mean, I just think people, business owners specifically feel a certain level of guilt or like a weird feeling of like, I'm not good enough when Mm -hmm. they need help and I'm really bad at asking for help. So I would just say my biggest tip tip for someone who is starting their own business, like don't be afraid to ask for help. Don't think that it's a reflection of you not being good enough for this. Like, and Mm -hmm. I also think there's this tendency of people thinking that, you know, someone else could do this so much better than I can. Why do I even do it? Mm -hmm. Like, for me with my, like my graphic design and just what I do, I always, you know, I, I follow a lot of other graphic designers and I see mm-hmm. them put out a project and I'm like, wow, that's really good. Like I'll never be able to do something that good, mm-hmm. you know, or like maybe I should, like, I don't, I think I'm kind of a phony or a fraud or, you know, the imposter syndrome thing. And yeah, I think just like knowing that, you know, of course, yeah, there's other people out there that maybe have been doing this a lot longer than you, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try. And that yeah. doesn't mean that what you're creating isn't good and that you could really Help people. So yeah. Those are my two cents.
0: (laughs) No, that's awesome. And I feel like it's really hard to when you're in like a creative setting to not like compare yourself to others. Cause yeah. I I mean actually in life in general, I find like it's so hard for me because I find that like, oh, that my other coworker is a little bit ahead of me. Like I wish I could be there, but it's like I just have to like recognize that this is the way it is right now. And I'm trying my hardest and doing my own thing and I'm putting my yeah. own spin on things. So like, you know, it, it's okay. Maybe she's not as good at something else that I'm really good at. So, it's- or
1: she's like, you know, she thinks looks at you and is like, I wish that I was, you know, something that you are like, yeah. it's, you never know, like you never know.
0: So. It's, it's so true. So it's, it's really comes all the way back to like that confidence piece and just being like, Nope, I got this. Like I exactly. can be fr- proud of myself and my work and whatnot. So that's awesome. Yeah. So because this is a podcast on how to manifest the greatest life in your twenties, I like to end on these two questions. So first, where have you seen the most personal growth for yourself in your twenties? I know you're like creeping up on your mid twenties, but still. Like, yeah. You know, oh
1: yeah. my God. I'm going to be a quarter of a century <laughs> in October. Um, The biggest area of growth, I think, I mean, I'm thinking back to my teen years, which was a blur of just like a lot of drama. Mm -hmm. People, I was very bullied in high school and middle school. So I would just say that I really grew thicker skin in my 20s and Mm -hmm. maybe, you know, took some chances on myself and gave myself room to grow and permission to feel, permission to, you know. Choose myself and not always do what everyone else is doing and please other people.
0: Mm-hmm. So,
1: I, I just think overall, I, I really did and have so far. It's still, of course, I still have more time in my 20s, but you know, I, I've given myself some attention that I, I really desperately needed, I think, in my teen years. And I just like, didn't think I deserved. So,
0: mm-hmm. and like growing that thicker skin, like, what is something that's helped you kind of grow that type of confidence and kind of get rid of that self doubt?
1: Yeah. Self-doubt's hard. I think for me, just developing the thicker skin, I think started when I realized that everyone is going through their own battle. Right. And I think a lot, I took a lot of people's comments against me to heart, like so deeply that it really affected me when I got any sort Mm -hmm. of negative feedback or, you know, people in my high school town, like really ripping me apart for certain things. Like Mm -hmm. I, the, the second that I realized or just kind of like reminded myself that everyone's going through a personal journey and battle against themselves every day. People are always their own biggest critic. And so yeah. a lot of people, their mechanism for making themselves feel better when they're going through a really hard time is taking other people down or ripping someone yeah. else apart I mean, and people do it even if they don't say it out loud, they do it internally. Like their mm-hmm. their way of making themselves feel better is saying, oh, well, that person's only this way because blah, 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 you know?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: it's you, you, you're like, oh, that person is like, you know, maybe I have body image issues and I, you know, I'm going to hate on someone who's thin and I'm going to say, oh, it's because they don't eat. It's because they're anorexic. You know, you, you jump mm-hmm. to conclusions and mm-hmm. in doing that, you don't realize how your words really can hurt someone. Right. So I think what I did was really just like putting myself in their shoes. you know, the thing that we were taught to do as kids and whatever. But (laughs) yeah, but I think in in terms of self-doubt though, I think I, I just, I always go back to this quote. It's like, you know, oh, you know, what if I fail, but also what if I fly?
0: You know, Mm -hmm. it's like,
1: you have to give yourself the benefit of the doubt, I think, Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it's very easy to doubt yourself. Right. It's a little bit harder. It takes a little more courage to imagine and, and manifest that. Imagine that you could succeed and, you know, you put together that, that vision board and really see it, you know, for yourself. I think half of it is just imagining that it could happen. That's the Definitely. first step. Definitely. So that's what I would say.
0: No, and I I love that. I think that's also just like really positive as well because it's so easy to be critical on yourself and be like, well, you don't have this. Like It's like those thoughts that you get, but it's like as hard as it is, you have to like push those out and be like, no, I got this. And I remember, didn't you have um, a poster at one point that said like, you got this or you're I'm okay or something like that. Do you know? What uh, yes, it's
1: right here. <laughs> I, I'm like looking at it. It says yes. it's okay. I yeah. love it. It's been above my bed since I think junior year of high school. And mm-hmm. it's, it's moved to a different wall because I have a lot of wall space now. Yeah. But it's still there and I still look <laughs> at it. It's okay. I yeah, I think that's like my motto, my life yeah. motto. It's yeah. okay. Like when you're freaking out, you're like, I'm not good enough. I'm gonna fail. I mm-hmm. don't know what I'm doing. I have no life purpose. Everyone hates me, blah, blah. blah. It's okay.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I go back to. <laughs> no, and I love that. I mean, it's so true. Oh my gosh! And then, second uh, question is: So, what piece of advice would you give to others to help live their best life in their twenties?
1: I guess just know you don't need to have it all figured out right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. At no point in your twenties yeah. do yeah. you need to have it all figured out. I think there's this pressure also especially when you get to a certain point, like me midway through about Mm -hmm. to be 25, I have this tendency of thinking, oh my gosh, like I have like, I've wasted the last five years of my life doing blah, blah, blah. Or like, I'll talk to friends who've been in long-term relationships and they're like, Mm -hmm. they just get out of the relationship and they're like, oh my God, I wasted the last five years of my life with this guy. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't believe I did that. There's no such thing as wasted time. Okay. Because in those years you learned something. And like, I just think that you know as being this young i don't know how it's even possible that a lot of us can feel like we're wasting our time or that we're like you know we don't know what our purpose is yet we're still so young yeah. and even when we aren't it's like we're going to look back and think if we didn't like you know fully get to know ourselves during this time we're going to regret that so i think right. you know if it means taking a step back and slowing down or just you know being by yourself for a bit i think you you do whatever you need to do in this time to get to know yourself because if you don't years from years down the line, you're going to regret that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I just, I have a lot of, it, a lot of words for people in their twenties. <laughs> I can't wait to see what I say when I'm 30, you know, what mm-hmm. I'll say looking back. But just as of right now, I think I, what I've been telling myself is just like, be gentle with yourself. It's Okay going back to that. And I don't know. I just, I think it's okay to not, not have all the answers and not to know, to not know what the next five years are going to look like. I hate that question when people are like, what "What do you see yourself
0: doing in five years? Like that's the worst question ever. (laughs) Like,
1: I don't know. And that's okay. I don't
0: need to know. No, I feel that. I mean, same thing Up my aunts and uncles or my, my grandparents or my parents. They'd just be like, so like, okay, like you're like, you know, you're in your job now, your first job. Like, after this, like, where do you, where do you see yourself going with that? Or like, even in my job, like I have, um, which of course they're going to ask me like the higher ups. They'll be like, Oh, where do you see yourself moving? Because there's with my job, you can go growth. Yeah. You need to have somewhat of a plan of what you want to do. Yeah. And I, and I I have an idea, but it's just like, and maybe one day I could, I have big dreams. Like I could see myself owning my own company. Like I would love that, but it's like, who knows like how I get there. I feel like that's kind of the gray that I got to figure out, you know? So Yeah. We'll see how it goes. (laughs) Yeah. So that kind of wraps up our episode today. So Katie, for those who don't uh, follow you on social media, where can we find you online?
1: Yeah, why aren't you following me? <laughs> no, I <laughs> follow <laughs> No. Um, yeah, so yeah, you can just honestly search my name really on any platform and something will probably pop up. I have like three TikToks. I'm just kidding. Well, I do. I only have like, I'm not very big on TikTok, but yeah. Instagram, YouTube, you just type K-A-T-Y-B-E-L-L-O-T-T-E. Something will come up. Katie mm-hmm. Bellotti Designs is my design account on Instagram. And then my podcast is called Thick and Thin and I post every Thursday
0: awesome. That's me. (laughs) That's awesome. So I'll make sure to add your your links into the show notes. So Katie, thank you so much for being here. Like honestly, I had so much fun talking with you today. It's been really great. Likewise. (laughs)
1: This has been such an inspiring, very empowering
0: conversation to go into the
1: weekend with. I'm happy.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this entire episode. Y'all are the real ones who stay to the very end. (laughs) I hope you really learned something. I feel like, like I said in the beginning, I feel like there's so much to be said in this episode. I think it's so important to take a step back. Remind yourself that it's okay to take risks and not know everything. It's okay if you want to move somewhere new and go try it out, see if that's what it is for you. I mean, there's just so many takeaways that I've learned from this episode. And also reminding yourself that you got this and as Katie always says, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's okay to uh, not always know everything so yeah i hope you guys have a great rest of your weekend and remember to also follow the podcast at a girl in her 20s podcast on instagram give our podcast a follow on spotify or follow on apple podcast would be greatly appreciated so yeah thank you guys so much and i'll talk to you guys in the next one okay Bye.